0: To our listeners, welcome back to another episode of The Base Never Die. I'm your host, Kanye Masesti. I'm joined by Malcolm Mashikwa. I'm joined by Tab Soul. We are six games into the new season. We've had some caribou cup, we've had the first game of the Champions League. The season's proper, properly underway now. We have a, I'd like to think, a, a much better understanding of where certain teams are. We know what the level is, at least for some of us. Uh, Tab Soul, first of all, how are you, sir? It's nice to have you back.
1: I'm I'm glad to be back. I needed I needed a break. I needed a break from football. I needed some time to think about what I wanted from from the season. But I'm back. Uh, I'm feeling better.
0: And I, I'm back with a with a sense of optimism. So yeah, glad to be here. An optimistic United fan. This is what we love to see, man. Pix, how are you, brother? First of all, I go by the name of Kai
2: now. And um I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great, man. You know, I've accepted our situation for what it is, and uh, I'm looking forward to some, <laughs> some, some great football going forward at Arsenal Football Club. Mm, mm,
0: mm. L- living, living, living to hear you expand upon this sarcastic take that you got lined up for us here. Um, then you seem to have an understanding of Arsenal. What, what, what what's been your main takeaway? Obviously, we know you hate Kai Havertz, so I think let's get out of the way immediately. What do you think about for- Arsenal in general?
2: First of all, I don't hate Kai Havertz. That's why I go by Kai, I go by Kai name. I'm a Kai now. I'm ready to change my, my Twitter, AV, t- full-on embracing of the situation. And in terms of Arsenal Football Club, man, um, I caught the uh, Carabao Cup tie, and it was almost like a sobering moment for me. I realised, you know, and then I said, I'm inevitable. I've clocked there's certain inevitabilities at Arsenal. And that despite these inevitabilities, there will be functionality. We will still function as a team. What do I mean by this? I mean, we need one player in our starting eleven that is contentious to the fan base. That is Kai Havertz. And what I'm focused on now is that we just win games. I think I've done a full 180 of being so caught up in the how and, you know, executing a specific plan and progress. I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? We have enough players of quality, of genuine quality that we can get the job done, whether it looks good or not. So I'm, I'm going to change my perspective. And I'm just saying, you know what, Arsenal, so long as we keep grinding out results the way we have been, let's go. I'm in it for the journey. I'm done with the X's. I'm done with the O's. I'm going to leave that to Remidi on Twitter and all them, man. I'm just here for the ride. <sighs>
0: That's Incredible. Um, well, so th- does that mean I won't get tagged whenever Kai misses a chance? Or is that oh, no, gu-
2: gu- guaranteed. It, I have to, okay. I have to. Okay,
0: okay, okay. No, but look, at, at least now we, we're, we're closer to being on the same page. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Uh, Tab, what, what did you make about what you just said about Osmo?
1: I think I, I'm, I'm more stunned because I know she's personally, so I'm, I'm, I'm stunned that it's he's the one at this point, but I'm happy for him. Like, the ability to detach yourself from, you know, dissecting a 90 minutes. Just three points on the board and move, man. Do you, know, like, you know how good your life is? Like, you, we talk about quality of life. When your team is winning, bro, there's, you feel unstoppable. You're, like, on top of the world. So, I up. Yeah. I'm happy for you, I'm happy for you. So I'm surprised that Sheikhs is... Well. I, I never thought Sheikhs could get to this point. I didn't think so. So, for him to be here means... He, he clearly has faith in something that's going right. And I, I feel validated because, I mean... Has there been a bigger uh, outside of Oteta favor than me? I'm not sure. I feel like I told you guys this was happening. So, you know, a man of prophecies like me, this feels like, you know, oh what, what I told you guys would come, what I told you guys would come, happen, is not happening. So we oh. all validate you. We are all up together.
2: Can I quickly, can I quickly, can I quickly give <laughs> respond to that nonsense just real quick?
0: Go ahead, go ahead, sir.
2: No, Tiffany. Tiffany is right. Anyone that has any insight to me, anyone that has followed my Twitter at any point in time knows that, like, it's all about the the how. Uh, that I'm such a, I guess, a fundamentalist in that sense. But yeah, you know what it is, Tiffany. I don't think it's it's faith as much as it is just pragmatism. Like when I kind of looked at it from the perspective of last season, where for the most part, Arteta was playing the football. I would have endorsed. It made sense. It was structured. It was fundamentally sound. It ended in heartbreak anyway. I was pissed off in any case. And that's when I talk about the inevitabilities of Arsenal Football Club, you're going to have some type of heartbreak. What the heartbreak is, that's what the season will determine. But I just kind of looked at it from that perspective. I'm like, I was getting the football I wanted to see for the most part, and I was still angry. So I might as well just embrace the ride and not have headaches along the way as opposed to have headaches along the way because we're not playing how I think we should be playing and then be angry at the end of the day. It's just two Ls as opposed to one. So that's how it's it, it's reluctant acceptance. And that game yesterday, seeing Reese Nelson play the way he did, still get hoofed off, seeing, you know, Havertz play another 90. I said, dude, you know what? This is football. And to quote Max Kellerman from ESPN, it's not scripted in the sense that Anything can happen. So I'm just going to remove myself and from trying to analyse and predict what's going to happen. Take that cap off when I'm watching Arsenal and enjoy. I'll have the X's and O's for United, Bayern, Liverpool and them, man. Uh,
0: your approach makes the most sense, I won't lie. It was actually supporting a team. That is the ideal. Um, like speaking, speaking for myself, I'm not where you are. I'm still very annoyed Habits is playing as a midfielder. As I've said before, <laughs> I don't understand how this works if this is what has to happen. I said, give me give a season where he plays his position. This season wouldn't count as that season, by, my, hmm. by, by that metric. Hmm. Uh, and if, if he just isn't going to play, they're going to say he's midfield. I'll just concede the L, because clearly no coach wants to play him where I think he should be played. But yeah, man, I'm happy for you. Honestly, you're in a great place. Tab, what have you made about United? You say you, you, you're in a better place, you took your break, you recalibrated. What, what's happening? You, you, you beat Burnley, everything's okay. Bruno, great volley, and now the 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 universe has has healed.
1: Okay, at the risk of sounding like a deluded optimist, right?
0: Shout out to Toby. It
1: has been a season. Thank God you did. Um, It's been a season of fine margins, and I think when you get caught up in the start of the season, especially the start of the season, wanting to start well. It it just genuinely, and I said this in the first episode, we were always one winner, we, sorry, we were always one loss away from a crisis. And when you go back and analyse the the performances, so we the bad game against Wolves, the terrible start against Forest, the second half against Spurs, you know, you're talking fine margins in those games where we could have easily been two nil up against those at half time. Uh, the Wolves game, yes, we could have lost, but we won it. The Forest game created so many chances. The Arsenal game. In eighty seventh minute, I had the 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 highest high that I've experienced this year. And five minutes later, one of the lowest lows that I've experienced this year. And five minutes swings, and these are the fine margins that <laughs> you think about that. Like,
2: mm-hmm. okay,
1: is it worth throwing the season away? No, not over that, not over that. And then you think about like, I don't know any team in world football that would have coped with just the the shit show that storm that we have went through in the last four weeks on the field, off the field, injuries, leaks, rumours, this like there was too many things going wrong. And yet somehow, you know, we've, we've beaten enough teams that we're not toast, we're not Chelsea. Um, and we've lost to sides that on paper are better than us, technically. So if you're losing to sides that are better than you, you know, do you have reason to be that upset? Probably not. So I do think that we've gone through a bit of pain. And the way things are looking now, there will be a bit of gain. I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing, but I have no reason to not look at our next 7 to 10 fixtures and expect some sort of improvement in start of play, uh, players coming back from injury, positive results. Like, if it goes wrong in the next 7 to 10 games, you, can, you guys can forget about hearing me for the rest of the season. But I think for now, I'm giving us another chance. You know, it's, it's, our season starts now.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So, Tony Martial in 2023, like, we're all good with that, you know. He's back in the side, he's scoring goals, like, you, this is the side you're willing to recommit yourself to. Obviously, when only with Hoyland's in, in, in Abcentra, but...
1: Listen, I think if, if right now we just have a squad of people who, unfortunately, don't even have the opportunity to work out what they are. Martial is supposed to be a big part player, but this guy's playing every game, because who else is going to play, bro? Like, we, we're so fragile, we're so thin on... 10 on numbers, like, Oaks, should not be smelling the pitch for longer than 20 minutes every two weeks. McTominay, he's got minutes in the tank now. Maguire is playing again. Like, I don't think these are choices the manager would make if he had everyone available. So I think once everything settles, and I hope to God we can just get to a point where we have a squad that's fit enough for some period of time, just so that we can also let players, like, like come into their own. Like, I don't think Hannibal would be playing now unless he, you know, if, if, if everyone was fit. But if he is going to come into the side and get a run of games, like, good, on, good on the Oak. Good on this Daniel Gorky. Ganache will get some minutes. Let Oaks find their feet whilst we get a few wins on the board. Because I think that, that's what we can expect for now. Like We shouldn't expect. We've lost to Arsenal, Spurs, Brighton, and Bayern. Other than Brighton, which technically we should be beating because of reputation, the other sides are better than us. Like, what, what more should we want right now at this point of the season? So I just, Spurs? I pray, you say, you say Spurs, but we all fancied them in pre-season. We've seen ball take an effect and that's been United Spurs as a fixture has always been one that, you know, Spurs can win. You know, we never, it's, ne- it's never been that man side fixture where it's a banter for United unless we really needed to be. So that, losing that game away from home, if we lost the Spurs at Old Trafford, probably different sentiment. But away at White Hart Lane, Spurs are one of the most, Positive sides right now. They look so together. They're playing good football. I'm not mad that we lost to them. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm that's saying is, right crazy. now is I need, I need a little bit of hey, you didn't beat them either. Relax, relax. Um, I but Yeah, you just need to that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Again, but I'm I, okay. But when I go back and watch the games, what I'm saying to you, like, yes, we were played in the second half, but we know why we are played. It's these, it's these bloody players that we can't trust. But we also could have won that game. You know what I'm saying? So just take it. You have to take that on the chin. And right now, all I'm playing for is a bit of stability. That's all I need now. Just stability. Just steady the ship. Someone needs to just point the ship in one direction. Let's pick a direction and just go there for a few matches. That's
0: all I need. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy throwing your parade. Jeez, what do you think about Tabs just said this day?
2: I think it's fair. I think it's a, a practical approach, the practical way to kind of qualify things from a Man United perspective. Is it a bit of coping, some copium? Yeah, to a certain degree. But I think by far and large, it is, you know, um, by far and wide. Is it, it's by far and wide. By far and wide, it's it's a, a very rational point of view to kind of look at things from um, because United, if we do speak plainly, should they have been in some of the games that they were in? Probably not, but they were. And to Tabani's point, they could have won any of those games that they lost, other than Brighton, because yeah, yeah, those boys enjoyed you. But yeah, I think um, I get to, to summarize his point from my perspective. I think he's basically saying Tanaga's uh, you know, played the 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 cards he's been dealt, and given the injuries and given the the shit show that's been surrounding united the past few weeks they're not in a shit they're not in a bad position they're still in a position where momentum can pick up and they can take off so i think i think it's a pretty fair perspective the only thing i would say is i don't know if stability is what you should be looking towards with this ten hag team and this united team right now i think um you know the next 5 months are going to be of the same ilk that we have seen uh, kind of n- nail biting games, games of fine margins. Uh what I would say you should be looking towards um from my perspective is that collective team spirit. And uh, yeah. when I look at when I look at a guy like Arambat, um I hope I'm saying his name right. But Amrabat. when I Amrabat, when I look at him, that's Aramat. the type of Aramat, yes, when I look at Aramat, that's the type of player that you know that's the standard that guy loves that he loves the club more than niggas that have been there for he loves the club more than martial like let's put it bluntly like he's been there yeah. for two weeks and you can see this nigga's willing to die on the pitch so if you can get that to permeate throughout the whole cl- whole club as well as you know maintain the winning ratio you guys have now come january you can have a, r- a real push in whatever competitions you know you're still thriving in and, and like a top four finish is definitely on the card.
0: Okay. No fair enough, fair enough. But we're talking about Team Spirit. We can't talk about that without touching on uh the hardened spots in Jaden Sancho. Uh <laughs> I, I, I wanna make jokes. There was a point in time where I, I thought I could engage in <laughs> this seriously, where I could be like, you know, we should really be concerned about like how he bounces back from this and his career. I tried to write an article about it. But the more time goes on, the the funnier this becomes. You know how fucking stupid it was to post that from Sancho. Like it's, it's genuinely yes. one of the dumbest things I've seen a footballer do. Bear in mind, two years ago, we saw him come to do an interview while at Kelsey, having just signed, saying, yo, keep my seat warm there at Inter. I'll be back. Sancho somehow has, has been even dumber than he has. I think back to Oba falling out with Arteta because he violated protocols, to get a tattoo. This is still fucking dumber because where the fuck does Sancho go if this doesn't work out? Why wouldn't he apologize? He had the entire international break... Um, I, I I don't know why it's annoying me this much because I'm not a United fan. I I this is my hit now. The tentacles flopping, but I'm just like I don't understand. That, bro, like, uh, hey, apparently, hey, hey, any of this.
2: Apparently, apparently, the man was in Harlem today. I don't know how accurate because you know people lie, but apparently, well, people like
0: he was in, in the state,
2: New York City, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna, I don't I, I don't know, bro. I, there was a video <laughs> of him like, and there was a nigga that was like had a New York accent, so they were saying they saw him in Harlem
0: it, it's so, it's impossible. No there's no way he's that stupid. I, I refuse to believe it.
1: How do you know? But, what, no, no, no. Based on what? Based on if, what? Based on why why would if, you if, not say he's that stupid now? Case,
0: if that's the case, it's a miracle he became a professional footballer. I'd assume have assumed you've fucked it up before now.
2: I think I think I think uh, on the topic of Sancho, everything you've articulated is fair. Um I, I, I you know what it is. I don't take issue with pushing back as much as I take issue with the, the format of the pushing back. It was very, very Gen Z. You know, like <laughs> the manager puts an interview out, you're watching the game, so you tweet. Like that was a bit, it was very CTE-ish. I don't know where he was hoping to land. Again, I think if you have issue with your manager, maybe do if you do a formal press conference, I feel it's also received a bit better, you know, than a knee-jerk reaction tweet. Um, but d- dismissing my personal feelings on it from an objective point of view. Contextually, I agree. Sancho, it's a lose-lose, bro. Your your stock is already at an all-time low as a footballer. You know. um, he's, he's been on steady decline. He has been given maybe not a fair chance at United, but he has been given a chance. He's been given a chance at United. He hasn't made the most of that. We can all agree. So it's kind of crazy that your decision-making lands you at making the situation worse. It's just, it's baffling. And it's, it's light skin nigger syndrome at its finest.
0: Do you think there's a way back, like, if he doesn't apologize? Do you think Tanag eventually is just like, ah, this guy, we need him back. Like, let me just extend the arm. Or do you think it's... Nah, man?
2: dude, Tanag, 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 I'm, I'm I currently have investigators on him. I, I believe he was a general during World War II. That man is ruthless. There is no way on earth, you know, he's a... He, and I don't mean this in a negative way. He's a prideful manager. I think in the day in this day and age of football we kind of need the new personalities you know like the the, the people who take pride in the, the the like Arteta is a prideful manager from the perspective of rules so it's like pride he he he's a he he kind of sticks to the rules too much whereas Ten Hag is prideful in the sense that this is me you know like kind of like Mourinho like you're coming at me as a manager and I'm going to 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 to, to repress that so i don't think with a manager of Ten Hag's ilk That you're going to find a way back for Sancho Especially, again, when Ganacho Is performing really well You have Pelestri who, you know, is is coming up uh, Marcus Rashford's there Apparently Martial is back Like, they have numbers Players are coming back, as Tabani said I don't think there's a way back without him, you know um, Apologizing
0: I think it's ridiculous that this is the point we're at, man Honestly I think my real concern is that I don't want this to mean, like, this is how Sancho's career ends. Like, he just becomes a guy who gets loaned out to, like, some like obscure league. Like, the way things are going is an F in Turkey, which shouldn't be what happens. Tab, do you, do you think that there's anything that this guy can do to, like, to rectify the situation outside of just apologizing?
1: Outside and, and, of apologizing, sorry,
0: no. Sorry, sorry. And do you think there's any way he can even go if he doesn't?
1: Outside of apologizing, No. And I think she's touched on it with Ten Hag. He's he's caught a lot of flack for it. He's come across as a bit of a dictator, a bit of a general, a bit old-fashioned in the sense that rules are rules. And but I, I heard um, I heard Jamie Carragher speaking about it. Like these are these are traits, maybe not to this to this example to the team, but these are traits that other great managers, past and recent, yeah, long in the past and even in the recent past, have been praised for. Getting with players, getting rid of bad influences. If the manager genuinely believes, and I go back to what he said. He was asked why Sancho was left out, and he said he's not meeting the standards. Unless Ten Hag is capping, bro. Unless he's, like, insane. Unless he's just, he wants to see Sancho finish,
0: which I don't think he he, he, he wants that, right? Unless he's genuinely... He he said Sancho on loan, not on loan, on leave. Which footballers get leave, bro? He was just away. Uh, for like for well, away, Was, just away, was just that just was away. that
2: was that consensual? Like did Sancho want that, or did he say, Najee, just take a break there, take a break. He he must have but I'm
1: saying he must have been finished, bro. How finished must have been if the manager says, you know what, we
0: actually do not need this guy. Forget so going to, to trade with the reserves, bro. So... Go and leave, dog. Just you. Get it to... We'll
1: get you a place to stay, we'll get you coaches, we'll put you on a program. Don't worry about playing football, don't worry about the media, don't worry about the press. That's a holiday. Imagine how many Oaks would benefit from that now. You think Kai doesn't need a break? You think Pepe didn't need a break? You think Mudrik doesn't need a break? Like, the guy got a holiday, bro. So, unless you're saying Ten Hag genuinely saw before the week, uh, before he played Arsenal, unless you're saying he clearly wasn't happy with what he saw, so he said, This guy's not coming with us. He's clearly not hungry like these Oaks who want to play. And he said, I would rather go to Arsenal with guys that I can can trust, that will at least give me something. He's reached a point where he doesn't trust Sancho to put him on the pitch to do anything at this point. And if if Sancho, you saw that statement, he says, don't believe everything you read. The manager said it with his words. It's not some rumour from Adam Craft and from the Athletic. That's your manager that you're with every day, first of all. Then he says, I'll fight for this club no matter what. Now you're in a position where the manager has set rules, right? You know, and I saw a tweet about this other day. Even when Ronaldo left the, the bench early against Spurs, you know what he did? He apologized and was suspended for one game by the manager. He still came back and played. He, we know how it ended. But the fact that if Ronaldo can come back and say, you know what, I was wrong. I didn't believe what the manager was doing was right, but he apologized to the manager and the dressing room, then I'm sorry, then Jaden Sancho can do it. And Hicks, you and I spoke about this the other day.
2: Just lie, bro. Just pretend. Just lie, dude.
1: Yeah. Because, dude, what are you going to do now from October? Not play football and then expect a loan in January?
2: You're going to be with Greenwood
1: soon. You're doing the tougher, bro. Getting Mickey Mouse minutes in La Liga. Are you being serious, bro? Like, just lie. You, there's no way and we... we i mm. crazy. It's time to you paralyze know, and beat the score. So are play, right? like we don't we don't think do, you know, that's that to make the guy apologize and then bench him some more so i think it's either Sancho is very powerful or maybe he doesn't believe it, what the manager said maybe he didn't, doesn't believe that he actually has anything to offer man united right now and he says you know what if i apologize and i go back to training this manager is still going to bench me this guy's still going to pay me five minutes i don't want to do this and you know what fair on central he does that. but what he's doing now A, not saying anything. He had everything to say after the Arsenal game. Now he's quiet. B, not apologizing. Bro, bro, he he deleted his
0: IG and tweet, but didn't apologize. What's the point?
1: You see, so
0: now now
1: everyone in their grandma. we have an opinion on it. The, the, The panelists have an opinion. Fans have an opinion. Other teams and managers have opinions. And you're not saying anything. I just don't see what he's done in the past, since the statement, to make any of this better, which makes it hard to have sympathy for him. I'm not, I'm not now having a go at him, but sympathy is not where I'm going to start with because I just, what has he done? And she's touched on it. It's not like he was, if, if this was Rashford, right? He can yes. fall back. Guys, right, I scored 30 goals last season. Without me, the season was a lot worse. Take Sancho out of last season. It's the exact same season. Take him out of the season before. It's the exact same season. It takes Sancho off the score. We don't, we don't missing him now. It would be great to have him as a body, but like, He's got nothing to fall back on in the United shirt, anyways. So the least he could do is just build up some goodwill A with the manager, B with his teammates, and C with the fans, and just play until January, and then put in a request in January. Make it easy for everyone. Now you know he's not allowed in the in the in the in the in the the, I was going to say restaurant in the cafeteria, bro. You know how degrading that must be. He's not allowed in the change room. Like he's not going to make this better, and like. At this point, like I said, just lie.
2: Just go and say you're sorry, reintegrate, play some until jam, and then go on. And, you know, Kanya, sorry, just to answer your question of, like, where where can he go? You see, the issue with Sancho will probably be what's hindering De Gea's movement, too. It's a thing of these players that play for these clubs with these exorbitant uh, salaries, right? So it's not it's no longer just a thing of the football being played right? You can, you can kind of tell which footballers are just about the ball and which footballers it's a, it's a combination of both. Not not to discredit them or say they're wrong, but you can kind of see those players. And Sancho is a combination of both. So as is the case with De Gea, who I can see, the love of football is there, of course, but it's also like the lifestyle maintaining that. The business side has been embraced. Sancho, for me, could easily end up at Brighton. And I think he would absolutely cook under De Gea, Right, Not to say Ten Hag is a bad manager or anything like that. No. But brighton that system if you are a creative player who is technically clean you are going to thrive in that system right however he won't accept brighton wages i don't see this guy who had the 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 wage disputes back at dortmund when he was 19 saying okay let me go to brighton and earn 50 60000 a week i don't see him taking that downgrade from what 280 right now so it he, it's it's a thing of again Bunny's point on touching on empathy or sympathy, feeling sorry for him, him not having warranted that emotional, you know, uh, 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 connection from outsiders, it's 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 a thing of like he doesn't know what he wants, bro. Like, if you're going to delete the tweet, delete the IG, apologize. It's like if you're not going to delete them, then okay, stand your ground. But if you stand your ground, understand the compromises that come with. Not playing football and having had a bad past two seasons, but again, I'm being presumptuous in this. I don't think he would be accepting of those consequences if a team came and said, "Here's sixty sixty thousand." So it's like, what do you want, Jaden? Like, where are you really positioned in this in this in this debacle? And it's it's really hurting him because, again, to Tabani's point, there wasn't any quantifiable input to this United setup. United are functioning exactly the same with or without it so what what are you really gaining from the situation who are you hurting you're hurting yourself
0: Mm -hmm. so i like the roller line there's no one who thinks that anyone's being unfair to sancho there's no defense there's nothing it's just he's being a dickhead yeah he lost
2: me he lost me as soon as he deleted the things man because if you're deleting the things it's yeah. You you lose your backbone if you're gonna be if you're gonna be an anarchist, stand in your anarchy. You can't kind of do half and half.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I hear that. I hear that. I, like just, like stand for something. No, like with no what, what what we're backing here, because he, he doesn't even need to know what that is at this point.
2: It's a shame, man, to think this guy was was. <laughs> I saw that tweet, uh Who would you rather have that the UCL posted <laughs> of him and Mbappe. <laughs> it's, it's insane so to think this is the same guy. It's, the same, it's yeah, insane but... to think this is the same guy, bro.
0: Yeah. Eh, it's tough. It's tough. And right, right, like, like right now, I, I look at his mantra, I'm just like, I don't think he starts for a single team that's currently in the top six. And that's, that is insane to keep in mind. That's Aston Villa and Brighton, eh, that I'm saying. I, gr- not, I, I he agree. He might not get a game. Even with I them, agree. I don't know. I don't know if he's playing there.
2: Over, over over, Bowen and who? who's on the other side? It's not... For now,
0: it's like Piqueta sometimes, bro.
2: Oh, I see. He Moise is doing a bit of an alting there.
0: Mm. So
2: yeah, I no. Did I agree? And you know, again, just a, a, just on the topic of Sancho, and please move, move on when we need to move on. The the loss of pace is the thing that just always gets me, man. What happened,
0: bro? Was he ever like, like this... rapid though? Yes. Like, he had a good yes. birth. I don't know if I if I'd say like Sancho is like. You, you think Santos was, like much faster than Nelson? I didn't think so.
2: Okay. Okay. Let me, let me, right. Let me qualify that. When I talk about pace, I I, I think running with the ball versus running without the ball, right? Running with the ball, if I can uh, be a back in my day nigga. When I was playing, you know me, I'm not a far, I was never blitz, blistering, right? Tabani's fucking quick. I was never that. But running with the ball, I could gas niggas because when you have the ball at your feet, and someone is reacting to your movement, it's not about your actual acceleration, but how quickly you can, you know, recover your touch and, and progress forward with it. Sancho, in that regard, bro, he was touching hazard levels. He was ridiculous with the ball at his feet. With the ball without, um, again, to your point, yeah, he was, I'd say, you know, mid-80s, if we're going to use FIFA ratings, 84, 85, um, with a good first step. But, like, I look at him at United now, and I understand United play against low low blocks. It's not going to be the same as Dortmund, as we see with like Haaland at City. But dude, it's like his reaction. It, I, I can't, you know, bro, if, if I can try and quali- qualify it to just place it in context, it's almost like, you know, when you're doing something off of instinct and then you're forced to think for the first time about what you're doing. That kind of <laughs> latency that comes in. No, honestly, and we saw it happen to Torres when he left Liverpool and went to Chelsea. Something that was instinctual, now... You're, you're being forced to think before you do. It's almost like when, when, when Sancho plays, you know, you see it. And it's also painful because, as you say, Reese Nelson is there and they are carbon copy, the same player. And I see, I see Nelson, the intentionality with which he moves, the, the, the ferocity, the, the velocity. Like, I, it's, it's a, it's, Bro, it's one of the biggest mind-boggling cases I've seen. Like, at least Dele Ali, he was fighting demons, bro. Sancho, <laughs> what happened?
0: Have I, have I told you my theory? Nah. Uh, so, allegedly, and none of this can, can be admitted as a fact, supposedly he has friends who are supposedly tied to a certain rap group. They, they're saying, they're saying something. <laughs> might be running his pockets, making him, you know, contribute to certain activities. You know, maybe the <laughs> record label. May, maybe, maybe. Ah, wow, we dusting
1: it's, central. Central, central, central. spot <laughs> <part> of Whyzell. <YSL. laughs> we dusting him, bro. They're gonna get him in Arico. Is that what
2: they say? they're saying? to get him in central. That's Never, why he was in Harlem. That's why he was in <laughs> Harlem.
0: <laughs> nah, but nah, but, but in 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 short, I, I I the the idea was that he was just kind of I don't know getting lost in the idea of being back in his hometown, well, home country, bro. Reconnecting with friends, like they keep talking about the fact that he doesn't sleep appropriately, just does unprofessional things. Whereas other people oh, to just be footballers, Sancho actually has a social life. He might be like an example of a footballer who's like almost a celebrity, or like one who wants to be a celebrity. And I think that might be mm. part of what's hindering him. Of course, now I'm just asking him like like a Daily Mirror. We don't know, I don't know his life.
2: <laughs> the
1: yeah,
2: no, you <laughs> I don't even yeah that was daily mirror level dusting that
0: one yeah why is <laughs> l charges that's crazy. I, i've seen it i've seen it proposed by others i am merely sharing the theory it's not my theory i, I didn't know this this is not i don't i'm not i'm not from the uk i'm telling you what i've read about i said ah I said, you guys can't say this i said that's to, to see the same thing I was concerned oh, that you guys think it's as ridiculous as I thought it was. Honestly, it's great. It's great that we're alive there. But that's enough, Santra, That's enough, Santra. The Premier League is bigger than that. I think the team that I've been most impressed by as the season has like, really gotten underway. And it shouldn't be that big a surprise because they reinforced heavily. Oh, Liverpool? Um, they're they back, or what? Like, they... They're...
2: Bro. Mm. I tried to... I tried... <laughs> if I ever saw one... No, wait, hold on, Tabani, you're right. You're right. Tabani, you are 1,010% right. It is a false image. But it's that false image that built Liverpool to what they were. I'm not saying they are going to be the team we have seen for the past four seasons. But if you think back to 1718, Liverpool, bro, even when 17 when the club revolution really started, that game, Kanye, yeah, first game of the season uh, when they beat us 4-3 at the Emirates, I remember us losing that game and me being hacked. Because it was a worldy from... It was like a world day from Coutinho, a world day from Mane. Like, yeah, we Mane. outplayed them. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we outplayed them the whole game. Firmino tapped in. Like, I'm like, we're better than these guys. However, as I, and, and I said this on, on Twitter, I was, I was debating with a, a friend named Goni who was pointing out the fact that defensively they're not, they're frail and they need Casado. I said, yo, Jurgen Klopp does not build on a, a foolproof foundation in the sense that how he plays doesn't need to be structured. You just need the right profiles. And to your point, Kanya, the moment he recruited, who he recruited? McAllister. Uh, I can't say his name. I'm going to call him Zobo. He was black. Zobo, yes. (laughs) He (laughs) was, he, those two signings alone, bro, you know, I think he should have kept Fabinho, but it is what it is. That showed me, oh, no, these mandem are back. We're back to Inshallah. It's not crossing Inshallah as it was. But there's inshallah, God will figure it out. And that's what they've been doing this season. They're back, bro. 110% Liverpool are back.
0: Wow. If, wow. I, can, if I can
1: add, yeah, I think these guys haven't I re, I thought about it on the weekend, they haven't lost a game in a long time. And that speaks exactly what you're talking about, Sheikhs, where it, it, these guys will go 20 games unbeaten, playing some of the most average, uninspiring, non memorable football. Boom, Nonsense. 50 points. From and, <laughs> and then you see every week, Salah, goal involvement, this guy scoring a banger, this one, this one, then they're in a title race again. So it, it, when I say false image, don't get me wrong, I'm not discrediting them in terms of con- competing. I think they are, They have enough energy and the right mentality right now with their squad to compete. In terms of, am I going to be tuning in, every, tuning in every week to watch Liverpool? No. But am I going to be surprised when we hit the Christmas break and they're two points behind City and Arsenal? Absolutely not. And I think if they can just hold it together, you know, obviously like, we make fun of them for being in the, in the Europa League, but who's going to cause them problems there? You know? They could end mm. up having a very good season by just chilling, bro. Like, by just chilling and not letting things go wrong. I feel like that's what they have to do now. Keep Oxford and just don't let things go wrong. And then they'll
2: be and- fine. And, and, and now that you touch on the Europa League, I also want to point, because I agree, that's a that's a, a very pivotal um, aspect to their season. Obviously, from the, the point of view that um, they aren't going to uh, have as many important games. But another, another perspective to kind of look at it is these club players get more time to get integrated into the club system. Because it is a system that takes some time to adjust to. Not in the sense of, how it takes time to adjust to a Pep system because Pep requires you to refine certain skills. Club system re- almost requires you to to let go to of run, your yeah to, to run, run and let go of your natural tendencies as a footballer. Club system almost requires you to not do to not the right play the right possession. You mustn't do that. So I'm looking at how he's rotating, bro, in the, these Europa League systems, giving his boys more repetitions. Whereas before when they were competing for every top-level tournament and trophy, he couldn't have done that. I think from the perspective of, like, outputs, it's scary hours, bro. And Tab also touched on something that I agree with. Uh, I think if you want to understand where Liverpool are as a, as a club in terms of, like, their 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 threat level, look at Mo Salah. If this guy is scoring and assisting, scary hours. And my, my boys, he is in that mood again, bro. You
0: mm. know, honestly, they, they, they really are... Right now, they scored three goals in each of their last five games. Ah. But they're coming. They're coming up against the media's favorite team right now in Tottenham, who also haven't lost a game yet this season. Oh, they play the at Wembley Stadium. Surely, 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 they they, they come up with the three points here. I, I don't think Spurs have beaten have beaten Liverpool since I was a teenager. I think, if I remember correctly. Um. Yeah, I, um, I don't first do it. I think the last, yeah, the last win I have here is
2: 2017. Um, dude, I think, first of all, great, great, great bit of uh, reporting there, the media's favorite team, because I am sick of the Ange PR campaign. Oh, my... Go- they're going to show us this guy feeding uh, refugees, bro. Like, it's ridiculous how <laughs> hard they're going. I, I want to start off with that. But to your point, dude... It's funny because I I think where Spurs are as a team, and I'm someone who, who very much respects them and, you know, I was very fearful of them going into the, into the North London Derby. I, I I think this is where there is a degree of a reality check. Now, not to say that they're going to be outplayed or they won't compete, but I think this is the type of game where Spurs play well and they still lose by like two goals. I think it's a reality check in that sense. You know, almost like what, what Man United were to us um, mm-hmm. uh, last season or a few seasons back. like this, It's a reality check for Spurs in that sense of, oh no, just because you play well, it doesn't mean you're going to win. So I, I think this week I see Liverpool winning um, and I see them winning undeservedly. I see it being a, 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 like a 3-1 where Liverpool have maybe the more clear-cut chances, but Spurs are definitely the most sustained in in, in, in possession of the ball.
0: Okay, okay. That's an interesting prediction. Uh, Tetzel, what are you, what are you thinking?
2: Uh, goals,
1: goals, goals. Remember those remember those games, and I always associate Spurs and Liverpool, especially in the Suarez days. You know, you just knew you're leaving, you're leaving like a five-goal, six-goal game. Um, I'm so impressed with how Spurs are playing right now with some of the most – I don't want to call them average – but some of the most basic footballers I've seen in a long time: Van der Ven, Udogi. Uh, I'm not gonna call <laughs> a basic. Uh, 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 Saar. I don't mean Saar's, You know, if is not a game-changing midfielder,
2: yeah.
1: But, but like, you know, and they just they just playing together right now, and it feels like you know, um, I watched I watched I didn't watch Arsenal's Spurs night, but when I watched uh, extended highlights, like, Madison is is in that game-changing form right now where he's, mm. he's, he's happy to take a game by the scruff of the neck. Um, and Son is Son. I feel like Son is getting back to the Son. That, that, that Son that is also a game decider, but like doesn't rely on chances and it's just ice cold. But mm. then we've just spoken about a Liverpool side that like is scoring three goals a game against anyone. If you suck, they'll put three against you. If you're good, they'll put three against you. If Salah's in the mood, you'll concede. So I'm, I'm expecting goals. And I think this will be the the quality I think we can take this game as a quality measuring stick because there's always so there's always um, a fixture between the two best teams in the league that tells you the quality of the league, right? And the standard, the goal standard. So past seasons, I think we can say it's been Arsenal City. Before then, the goal standard was the City Liverpool game. I think this game will tell us how good are Spurs, how good are Liverpool, and City and Arsenal. And I think if they can mm. show a very high level. The two sides in a game like this, then we can be excited about uh, at least a top three, top four race. But mm-hmm. if we have a, if we have a bad game, I always take a game like this as an amazing stick to be like, no, the gap is too big. Because it's one thing to to go to to go to the Emirates and come away with a draw, but if you need to beat the teams around you to get closer to the top, like that's when you'll raise your game. So I'm looking forward to seeing this game, expecting lots of goals, and like, if I have to pick a winner. I'm not going to. I don't know yet. Um, I'll have like to see. But I'm that excited. was such a I'm dramatic, dramatic
2: pause, bro. Oh, I'm that, 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 you <laughs> you I can't believe
0: you pulled after that.
2: Dude, I thought he lost connection. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nah, I genuinely thought about it. Then I was like, Spurs, Liverpool, Spurs, Liverpool, Spurs, Liverpool. I don't know yet. But I don't want to say draw because I know someone will win. So, so,
0: does the end of the game that they had last season at Anfield, when Ritalis had I, I thought he scored like the the match-savvy equaliser before Jota scores that last goal, is that weighing on your mind at all, that that Liverpool might just sneak it, regardless?
1: No, because that was a nothing game. Like, nothing on the line. Just, geez, the line? that was a slug. <laughs> <laughs> no, as in like, it was two teams towards the end of the season not really in contention for much, like, just, just, Obviously, they wanted to get points the, towards the end of the season for their respective end-of-season goals. But I'm saying it wasn't a big game by any stretch of imagination, right? Let's not get ourselves confused like we were looking forward to that game for the whole season. This has been a fixture in, in terms of the early, early season fixtures that we've been looking forward to for some time. So, no, I'm not thinking about last season's fixture. I'm, again, I'm to like I'm expecting a, one of those enthralling, like high-paced, classic Premier League. You know those ones where Peter Drury was on comms and you just turn the volume up on your TV and you're in that game. And we're on the mm. chat like, I'm, I'm expecting that kind of game. Where we're just like, you know, enjoying that. From that, that, season game was just, that, that season game was just, Last season game was a joke. See, leave was over
2: for both of them.
1: Oaks had managers sacked. Oaks would get given up in the season. I'm like, no, that, wasn't, that game doesn't come.
2: Kanye, can I actually throw something by you? Uh, just straight off of TikTok that I saw. Mm. They are, you know, they love those, uh, fuck, I hate this sound. It's like, we used to, I used to be, I don't know where it's from. Maybe Star Wars. Yeah, it's Star Wars. I used to be, a, I never watched Star Wars. But it's like, I used to be a something too back in the day. I know, oh, I had know a friend. You watch, you uh, yeah. I, I, hate,
0: I hate it. I hate it. Don't, don't
2: it. <laughs> I hate that sound. But <laughs> yeah. in any case, they, 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 they made two um, that I think were quite accurate. They likened uh, Bisuma to Dembele and Erickson to Madison. Madison. Yeah, And I, I, how do you feel about those? Because I know like Ericsson was your guy I did, and I think you, you're also a Dembele fan. Dembele was like my favorite, one of my favorite midfielders in the, in the league when he was there. I think that's an accurate uh, comparison. I,
0: I, I really, really like the Ericsson-Madison. Um, you know, I was, I, I'm a big Madison fan as well. Uh, sad that he's doing the Spurs now. So, you know, it's it's definitely one I, I, I like to see. I like to see him getting his flowers. Uh, the Pusuma-Dembele comparison... I I I need I need more from Bazuma. Like okay. considering how long it's taken Spurs to uh, even come close to replacing him, to have a bit quality, like you know, even like I guess Ben Tenko is pretty good as well. I'm not necessarily stylistically like the same, but you know what I mean. Um, I just I to to entertain that the idea of the comparison between Bazuma and Dembele. I'm not ready to crown him yet. Like I'm excited for him, but like let's wait. It's chill. Okay, fair. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to run that by you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, your prediction for the game, Cheeks? Oh, I said I I
2: see Liverpool stealing this one. I see it being a game where... uh, Let me not say stealing because Liverpool compete in football games different, right? Like, Klopp Mm. is not looking to assert dominance and possession and territory. I just see it being one where Liverpool's experience... And the championship vigour that runs through that team is going to play into the game. I think Spurs will dominate proceedings from a, a, a you know a, a purist point of view, a technical point of view, if you may. But Liverpool are going to have the better chances, and Liverpool will run away with like a bit of a three-three-one uh, victory I really see Spurs playing very well, almost executing Angie's tactics to a T, and Liverpool just saying, "Let me let me show you how it's done, little bro," in, in killing them.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. No, that's good I like that I'd, I'd love a Spurs L I just hope that both that we have a situation where they're not both still unbeaten come the end of this weekend because I'm tired
2: agreed I completely agreed yeah completely agreed yeah
0: but no Premier League discussion is really worthwhile unless we touch on City uh, they're playing Wolves this weekend is there anything anything in you guys that is remotely moved by that fixture Uh
1: Mm, mm, How that... how's one of the best teams in Premier League history like one of the most boring sides to watch now? Like That's at so least boring. when they were running away with the league like three four seasons ago, they tune in and watch like Sad and Sterling, you see some Aguero here, the Bruyne there, bro. There's nothing that makes me want to watch City right now. Nothing. Agreed. I'm even, I'm even over. Agreed. I'm even over the Highland goals now. They just play. I don't want to call it robotic, but we spoke about it at length. Uh, I think towards the end of last season about how you know they became so regimented and played the bully ball and big guys and four four two. But Jesus, there's no joy in a City game, man. Like I don't care <laughs> for them right now. And at least, and at least like everyone keeps saying it. Like in seasons gone by, they were slow starters, right? It's always like, oh, we have City finally fallen off. Are not these guys like six for six now? Like, yeah. going for seven for seven. Like, this is one thing they're, they're not exciting to watch, but also they're not necessarily making the league exciting right now. So if there's a team that I don't have much time for right now, it's Man City. It's Man City. I will be taking, <laughs> I'll be taking my talents to Nottingham Forest this weekend. That's a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, to, to
2: that... To- Sorry, kind to direct, of to directly to respond to your question. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty straightforward game. Even though City did have the hiccup, you know, against Newcastle yesterday, uh, Wolves. I say that because even though Wolves are at home, which can be a bit of a of a, a, a spooky ground for City in years past, I just think w- where they are right now, bro. Wolves are they they're just not finishing their food. It's almost like these guys are playing for individual ten-day contracts. Where I don't know, man. Them are are more concerned with their individual performances and stats than actually winning a game. And I say that because there's a lot of glory hogging. There's a lot of uh, uh, missed opportunities, half chances that are are overlooked. Um, So, yeah, I think that's an easy, you know, to Tab's point, to Haaland tap in and like a, a, a a rebound or or a cross, across the face of goal, tap in or like a corner, something like that, dude, some boring shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that, um, I think we've covered enough with the top half teams. The three teams going down Luton, Burnley, Sheffield. I think we're there, ne? Like, I don't know if we need to speak about, yeah, about delegation better going forward. I think this will be the one episode we talk about it. Until <laughs> <is> the- <laughs> no, being relegated in September is
2: crazy, <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, Kenya, it's like reminding me of uh, the Derby. last time I thought, yeah, the Derby season 08. I've never been more sure of teams getting relegated than in 08. Yeah, this is pretty guaranteed. The only thing I'll say, sorry, is I if Burnley can, 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 there's something there. There's something in this no, Burnley look, team.
0: I don't think Burnley are like this hopeless side. They're just not Premier League ready. Like they're not. It's a young side. Mm. There's lots to like, you know, shout out to the Africans in the team. Like shout out Lyle. You know, like it's dope. It's dope, man. But like they, they're not good enough. They not they. I, not if, too, they played, if they played Bournemouth thirty eight times, I think Bournemouth beat them thirty. <laughs> not to, not to sound
1: too Gary Neville, but
0: like I heard, I heard a
1: quote over the weekend. Like they, they are brilliant between both boxes. They build up yeah. is phenomenal. Getting yeah. through the lines is really good. They have incredible structure. But if you don't put your goals away and don't stop conceding, this league will eat you alive very yeah. quickly. Like I don't think anyone's watched Burnley this season and thought they're not a good footballing side. But being a good yeah. footballing side, you need more. You need more yep. to, to stay up, man. So I, can they turn around? If it, any of those three teams are going to turn it around and get some wins on the board, it will be them. But I I fear for company in the sense that I don't want it to become a stuck-in-my-ways type beat and, oh, I need to win this way. Because then you get the sack, buddy. Then you then. January, you're gone and you're unemployed and all your hard work and the winning the championship, it's time now. Then then what are they going to do? Bring back Sean Dice, Like, after all that? <laughs> They'll manage two
2: teams. <laughs> speaking speaking of January, though, I think that could be the saving grace for this Burnley team because Kanya kind of articulated very concisely what I was trying to say. It's, it's uh, Burnley... Fun, they have the fundamentals down. You can see they're well-coached. company has proved, you know, he is a competent coach. Um, bright future for him. But can you get the job done? And that's where the recruiting could come in. There are a few players on the market now, you know, that if come January they were to uh, invest in, you could find – I think there could be a chance. But now to go to Tabani's point, will he, will he be able to keep the morale and hope up enough to get to that point, I, I don't know about it, yeah. but I do I do know that if if he gets to the January window and things are not like they, they, there's not as much pressure mounting, there are a few free agents um, that I think he could he could look to.
0: Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll ask you guys this then, since we think that Burnley have a chance. When do Burnley get their first win? Ah, uh... so this weekend they're playing Newcastle away. Okay, yeah, then, perhaps. Then, the next game, they go away Luton. to Luton. Ah, the they most, win. The most boring Premier League game in the world, I'd imagine, right now. Yeah, what, I'm not saying, watching that, man. You think that's the game, Chief? That's the game.
2: I think Luton is the game they win, like, 2 nil.
0: Because if they don't win that game, their next game after that, they play Chelsea, Brentford... Bournemouth away.
2: Oh, oh, they beat Chelsea. Chelsea yeah, food, yeah, no, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, food. Chelsea. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, 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 Chelsea, Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea's in hell, bro. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: they, yeah. They, they, beat Brighton. They beat Brighton this week. It doesn't mean anything. Nothing, nothing's changed for you guys.
2: I, no. I, I I'm a, listen, bro. I'm a fan of. Poch and Chelsea, I think the... I always say this, bro, like, it's I'm going to sound like a, a, such a fucking hipster, but like it, installing or instilling, rather, the fundamentals in a team that has not had them. Like, when lost with Chelsea, like, a three phase, three phases of play, as in three, three, three areas of the pitch, a footballing side. I, you would have to go back to Mourinho like is Conte and Tuchel, in my opinion, specialized in specific areas of the pitch. So like Tuchel with um the you know the, both of them kind of similarly the way they, they utilized with in that in this Chelsea team was phenomenal. Reese James got the, the, the shout-out he did. Sorry to a certain extent, except there was too much hero ball with Hazard. So you're trying to you've got a coach who's fundamentally sound, who who drills structure into his teams, trying to in, trying to undo bro like in 8 years of nonsense and when i say that it's not necessarily in the team but it's in the coaching staff it's in the fans it's in the expect so it's it's going to be a long journey for chelsea i'm not saying this season is a write off even though it's looking long but i will say like it's like us when arteta first took over dude. and that was that's, only that's a 2 long years journey. yeah it, but bro that was only 2 years of bullshit arteta was undoing imagine like now six or seven, like it's looking long for these man, dude. It's almost like, you know, when you, you, you you don't hit the gym for three years or throughout, you know, niggas work out in (laughs) high school, they go to uni, they don't touch gym. Then they're going to work and they're like, nah, January, let's get going. That first session back will finish you. And it'll take you like six months to even get to some good standing. So yeah, I think, I think Chelsea is looking long, but again, to go back to this, Bro, it's brainily away, eh? Hey? Naji, The game against Brighton was good, but I think Chelsea have only got a chance in 19 of the games this season. And those are the games at Stanford Bridge. And, and Derby's, and Derby's. Uh, London Derby's, I think they can make noise because those, those games don't adhere to any structure.
0: Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I think that's enough, Prem. I think we, we have to touch on it because I don't know how long this will be the case. Top of La Liga, Girona. I, I am I'm, I'm touched by this Because I wasn't paying attention And I I, I genuinely couldn't believe it When they announced it uh, The coach uh, Michel Has shown that he He's not just a, It's not a one season thing He was good at Ryo As well Before now He was um, He was at Huesca uh, I, I don't know how he's doing this <laughs> I don't know how he's doing this He is He's working miracles First of all Those guys signed Eric Garcia He's top of the log right now With an on loan Eric Garcia Uh Paolo Gazaniga as their goalkeeper, they've got a man who I'm sure many of you know at home, Artem Giovic, the Ukrainian, you know, the, the, the household name, and they play Real Madrid this weekend, I don't know if you guys have been following them, I don't know if you have any, any care whatsoever for this game, but are they doing anything against Madrid this weekend?
2: At home. Yo, yo uh, Look, I believe it honestly on this podcast I will not lie, I have not even Looked at your Yeroda When you were reading the, the prompt And you said they're top, I said wait Huh? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, I have no insight into these Man whatsoever But just to uh, get clarification You said Eric Garcia
0: Eric Garcia, the worst centre-back in the world, yes 180 uh, playing. He, he He's the starting centre-back He scored this season <clears throat> <laughs> He's bagged. He's the guy. Yeah. Well, He's the guy.
1: Okay. well then it's not gonna yeah. it's not gonna last that long, is it?
2: Uh, I, I have to I have to I have to tune in. I have to tune in. In terms of outlook, I think Madrid are beatable right now. Again, I'm speaking from the Madrid side of things. I'm gonna take your word on how they Girona is performing. But uh Madrid are definitely beatable right now, kind of for the sentiments we echoed in the last episode about you know Jude and the current structure of Madrid. So if Girona are are cooking, I think they have a chance. Um I'm also shocked to hear, uh, b- dude, Artem. <laughs> what the hell? Who, who? These men, like, how is he cooking? So, what are they? Uh, are they a possession-based side? How do they play?
0: Uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't think I understand. Real, Real have only recently like appointed their coach. They beat them last night. Um, they beat Mayo. Like, they haven't played anyone. Real outside of like severe when they were really, really bad at the start of the season, like before they'd even gotten a point. So, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how, how to evaluate what's happening here. Yeah, it feels like a dream. It feels like, it feels like something that happens when you're playing people for too long and then you're in like 2029 20, and there's a bunch of like reasons.
2: <laughs> they get hot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you, you get me. I, I don't know how long it's gonna last. Uh, I rate Michelle quite a bit, but like. Genuinely, like the players here, it it, fe- it feels like uh, it, it feels like like a story in, in like Lyon. Don't know that season, Ooh, and, they're yeah. all about and they're young and talented. Like they've they've got they've got this Brazilian uh, left winger, Savio. Uh, two goals, four assists so far this season. He's only 19 years old, uh, and he's he's on loan from Tro in in <laughs> So. Like, like
2: <laughs> your is pronunciation is killing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: giving, he's putting an effort though. No, nah, sorry, but I'm sorry. feeling
2: you. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you for real, bro. Nah, yeah. Like, like this this global, global.
0: There's a lot in this team that's that's very surprising. Like the most, the most, like the most notable player might genuinely be, uh, Yangel Herrera. And even then, I don't know if we've got any fans of his like on the pod. Uh, but that's bro, he's, come played, on. Like he's he's played. <laughs> he's, well, I say played for City had signed him. He's played for New York City. He's been on the loan system for ages. And now he's oh. at Girona, like permanently.
2: Ah, know you're putting me on here. This is quite... This is quite... Oh, they have daily blint. <laughs> 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 nah, nah. Okay, I think I'm a Girona fan. I had no idea. I'm looking at the squad now. And again, I'm not here to captain Mandem. I, I was not watching these guys. I had no idea. So, oh, yeah, this team is... Uh, It's a bit dead, but I'm actually feeling that they're cooking like this. I have to stand. Do you think it could be a Leicester? Uh,
0: no, because I I think Barcel win the league this season. Um but I I do think that they could like if they had a single if they if they don't play Eric Garcia, I think I think they'll win. Purely because he's there, I imagine Hustle is going to absolutely ravage him, beat him at the front post for a header. And then, you know, like, I, I, I manage to concede in very, like, obvious ways. I think that's my real issue, that I, I can't look past Eric Garcia. I can't imagine wanting Eric Garcia as your main centre-back when his, his centre-back partner is 33 years old. Like, that, like, they, like the centre-back pairing, um, they're my height. And, then, and, like, I'm told Eric Garcia and the other guy that I think is exactly my height. That's, that's really not what you want, coming up against, like, like serious, serious sides.
2: But can I tell you, dude, sometimes, sometimes with players that are like, like, and, you know, like we kind of experienced this at like, um, at aces, sometimes you get Oaks that were rejects from like Super Sports and Chiefs and all of them, but they cook. Sometimes they just need the less tense environment, you know, cause Eric Garcia uh-huh. coming from Barca and City, sometimes they need just a place where they can just play ball and also where they have Oaks that like, look up to them, you know, like. When, when we had niggas join us from Chiefs and Pirates, you're looking at a, a guy that's coming from, you know, the two biggest teams of the continent. So he, he they demand respect. So I think maybe in Garcia's case, it could be that, bro. Like, he's in a system where he is the guy. They they respect him, they revere him. He's a La Masia graduate, City, won the league and all of that. They're like, you're our guy. So maybe having that confidence. And, you know, Henri's also spoken at length about how there's certain players that need to feel loved. So... Maybe now that he's getting it, they could cook again. To your point, I think this the setup at Barcelona, they are looking ruthless. My god, so yeah,
0: they, they, look, they look like a very serious. Side. <laughs> Dude, I know, Xavi is uh, we need to give him some some some
2: praise because I i saw them being good again, but I didn't see them cooking like this, man.
0: Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, man. but uh, yeah,
0: you but put yeah, us on, no. I'll, I'll be watching. I, I think that, that that is definitely the most interesting game. I think purely because not many of us will have that much experience with them. Uh, for context sake, they scored as many in the league as Barcelona. They've got, the, they've got the same record as them, one less draw. Wow. But yeah, wow, wow, yeah. wow. That, that's enough of Girona. Sik, I'd, I'd definitely love to hear from you, though. You mentioned earlier about a, a proposition you had for us.
2: So I was in my room, you know, late-night things, had 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 some underwhelming Drake playing in the background, slimy out is absolute mid. And I was deep in thought. I was like, yo, Are we sure? Are we absolutely sure of where Modric places all time? Now before I I expand on that, because it's quite a lazy conversation. We've seen it, you know, a lot of people having this this conversation recently. I was framing it from this perspective because I was listening to to some to some slam you outs and then I went on a YouTube rabbit hole and I watched the 1617 uh extended extended highlights like it was like 50 minutes of highlights of the the Barca Madrid game um where Messi scored the winner and did the coldest celebration I've ever seen and gentlemen when I tell you Rakitic was playing Modric off the fucking pitch I am not even. I am. You must re-watch that. I'm. 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 I'm not even exaggerating. And it got me thinking. Before Modric won that Ballon d'Or, oaks he was second fiddle to Rakitic. Like Rakitic was seen as the senior in in their comparison because obviously he was at Barca, um, uh, Modric was at Madrid, and prior to that he was at Sevilla, and he had won all of those. He'd won, to think, a few Europa leagues So, my question to you is this Rather, I've spoken about, you know, uncomfortable truths as a segment How do you guys feel with the statement of Modric is closer to Rakitic Than he is to Iniesta and Xavi all time And again, to qualify this When Rakitic joined Barcelona, which was 2014-15 If I'm not mistaken He was filling in Xavi's role, right? Xavi had just left. And he went on to play a significant role in, in, in their treble. And up until Barcelona got weird around 2019, he was cardinal to that setup. So my stance, my, my, my basis for this uh, statement that I'm gonna give to you guys in a second is, from 2014 to 2018, a good four years, Rakitic was better than Modric. And that's not even controversial. In terms of, like, Croatia, in that setup, 110%. From 2018 to 2022, Modric was better. So it's about four, four, four years, four years. Where do you and, guys...
0: And, and unfortunately, and I hate to do this to you, because what you raised is important. First of all, I want to thank you. Mm. I want to thank you for giving a shout-out to a, a less than appreciated footballer. A, a supreme Ivan Ragitish, I don't know why Oak Stone came from the way that they should, because honestly, if he wasn't at Barcelona, he'd be at any other, like, top, supreme, club. top, top club. Like, he, he, is, he is that good. He's, he's extremely exciting to watch. And I, and I argue, at the very least, he is, like, if, if, you, if you didn't know the names of the players and you just watched them for the first time, I think it right. is is, on average, more exciting to watch than Modricius. right. I, like,
2: I I agree.
0: I think, it's a, I think it's a lot more direct. I think you know there's, there's a lot more thrust that he that has in his game. However, however, I I have to disagree with you because I think where Maric has done it and like the timing of how things have worked out, like in that in that small period you're pointing out, like 2014 to 2018, I, I mm. think you you definitely can make can make the argument because of course, Rex wins the treble in that time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, he, 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 has, he has such, like, incredible accomplishments. Modric is a greater in his time. Like, that, that's why things have changed, that Modric's achievements were so big that in 2018, he, after he'd won the Champions League already with Real Madrid, he then helped Croatia have one of their best World Cups ever. And he is very clearly their best player. He's instrumental against Argentina. He has performances in games where it's just like... And then what he goes on to do afterwards, he takes him to another World Cup semi-final, and still does this at Madrid. He wins another league title, he wins another Champions League title. He's part of these incredible comebacks. What Bunches what does in like this latter portion of his career is ridiculous. And I, and I, if it, I can, yeah, so, sorry, uh, Tab, you were jumping there.
1: I was going to I was just going to jump on your point. I was going to say, Malcolm, you've brought an outward legacy to the table. I want to bring another other way to the table: longevity. I think the way Kanye has just put it is that you've identified one key, one po- portion of Rakitic's career where he, yes, he may have had the upper hand, but then when you zoom out on careers, Modric has probably been doing it at a high enough level for a long, for a longer period, and at the highest level for long enough that like he warrants. His, he as much as so you're looking at it as Modric is closer to Rakitic. But then, like, you flip it around, and obviously, um, this is not my view, but the view of a lot of people, people have Modric sitting at the Xavi the Zidane table. And, and the way Kanye has put it, it's hard to now take him, it's harder to take him away from that table. You know, it, it may not yeah. be as easy to justify him being there, but there, there is certainly no argument. Rakitic is not even in that room. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing I'd say is that Modric did it you, I, you, you end up, when you talk about legacy, you can't ignore longevity. And the way Kanye put it, like this guy's almost gotten better with age. So it's mm. fine that Rakitic was better than him when they were both younger. But you like, he's got better in just the moments. Like, it's not like he was a, he certainly wasn't big part in all those great moments we've mentioned. He's contributed enough and made enough of an impact on the most important stages, domestic European world. And I think if you have that on your C V, like I say, are we are we are we not conflating an argument? Are we not just saying Ragatish is under that? Maybe that's the crux of what we say here. Rather than I... taking away from Modric, we just say, no, you know what?
2: Let's let's put Ragatish in the right conversations. Look, I, I think I think you guys have framed it well, and I'm not really trying to this is a very alt, and I know people hearing this are going to kill me. It's a very alt thing to argue. I can acknowledge that. Um, I just think my my stance is more so rooted in the fact that how can a guy be in this in the conversation, a guy being Luka Modric? I struggle to understand how he can be in the conversation of the greatest of all time because I have Xavi and Yesta, you know, a few individual picks, but I have um, that aren't those guys. I have them so far removed from the rest of midfielders that I listen to people talking about and asserting vehemently that Modric is better than them. And I'm like, yo, I think Modric is better than Rakitic. But I'm like, yo, it's not, it's closer. He's closer to Rakitic than he is to those guys. And also, how those people putting Modric on that level sound to me is like someone saying Rakitic is better than Modric. Like, if that makes sense, like, that's how it correlates to me. And again, like, I only used um, the, the the specific time frame because that's when they were both playing for the same clubs, you know, Barca and Madrid. But Rakitic was instrumental long before, um, like, what he did at Sevilla. And it kind of reflects in the stats, like, of course... Uh, Modric has been instrumental for Madrid, I'd say, since 2017. But for those first two, three, for the first two of the three PEATs and for the La Decima, he wasn't a cardinal piece to the team, to my memory. I may have to go back and rewatch, but those errors weren't, Modric was there he was instrumental he did what modric did i remember in 20 i think it was 13 14 against united scored that banger like i know modric, i know who Luka modric is i just think what i'm basically saying is he is a, a benefactor of a very dominant era right he contributed to that era in spurts, but holistically it wasn't all on him so when he's thrown into certain conversations or groups i look at his peers and i say you were better than these guys but Were you that much better than them? I don't know. I just kind of look at it how I would look. I look at Modric in the conversation of the greatest of all time, how I look at David Silva in the conversation of the greatest midfielder of all time. Like, you are undeniably great. But for people to shout you out as the greatest of all time or the greatest Premier League midfielder of all time, your contributions came in the context of, you know, a team. Whereas when I look at someone like Fabregas in the conversation of the greatest Premier League player of all time versus David Silva, I'm like, Fabregas did more than you. He just didn't do it as consistently because it's City versus Arsenal, who you was carrying, and then a Chelsea team who, uh, who's bipolar. So again, I wasn't really trying to convert, convert anyone to say Rakitic over Modric, but rather to kind of assert the tears because Tab touched on it well, and so did you, Kanya. Modric is clear of Rakitic, and it's quite... I don't think anyone will fight that. But like the fact that a player like Rakitic... Can look at a player like Modric and say, "Dude, for about five seasons, I was actually better than you, outright." How can that player, i.e., Modric, be with Xavi and Iniesta? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. It's weird. No. It's it's weird.
0: That's fair. That's fair. And I, I think we need to do more of this. I think I think next week we must talk about where Lewandowski really is. But let's not do that because that's <laughs> <the only thing. laughs> Um But yeah, no. Honestly, thank you for bringing that to us because you you have you have given us in mind who who even ragged truly truly is special dude special Hold on. is that is a is guy
2: him and him and Michael Carrick are, are just spoken about in really weird ways like you'd forget mm-hmm. what they actually did. Mm. I, no, I, what, think, what, I think I think
0: we're just... Bur- sorry. sorry to interrupt you Oh yeah here um Danny Perejo we have not forgotten you at least ah another one another mm. one mm. but yes tab you're saying
1: Oh, I was just saying, yeah, I think we've birthed something new here. I think we've got a over versus under series where we, we bring forward one player who we think is over one player who's under and like you say, when you put them head-to-head, see who comes out on top because I think there's a lot of discussions that we need to have that are relevant, you know? We talk about players you, you won't forget, but they are very disrespectful sometimes, the way we talk about certain people and the way people need constant reminding about who exactly niggas work. So, yeah.
0: I'm all for it. Agreed. I'm glad. No, honestly, Steve, Thank you for your service today, good sir. Truthfully, you can, truthfully. you
2: you can, you can, you can, you can, send thanks to Drake and his mid music. Keep releasing that, and I'll be deep in thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, our listeners, thank you. Honestly, honestly, I think you guys would have enjoyed this um, extended, extended episode. We will be back again next week, as I said, to discuss what Lewandowski truly is at this point in time having joined the boss loader side, trying stat pad. I've got Harry Kane over him. I've got Zlatan <laughs> over him. I've got Rooney over him. I've got a lot of strikers over him. I might, I might have a full list by then. My argument as it stands, I'm not sure he's top, top 10 in this century. It has been a pleasure hosting you today. Thank you for your time. Time slow. Obviously, United Perspective, we will always, always love you. Let's be honest. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace.